Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Adam and Eve. Are you looking to pick up a few items or feats to level up your erotic gameplay? Look no further than adamandeve.com. Toys, lingerie, candles, romance kits. Adam and Eve has it all and is offering 50% off just about any item. Plus free shipping, which includes rush processing. That's 50% off one item, free shipping with free rush processing. Adult games, remote controlled pleasure enhancers. They even have a questionnaire called the Vibrator wizard which helps you determine your perfect vibe if you know what i mean so go to adamandeve.com and select any one item just enter offer code papa at checkout that's papa p-a-w-p-a-w at adamandeve.com this offer is exclusive to this podcast so be sure to use the code papa to get your discount 100 free shipping and get it fast with rush processing code papa goodbye sweeties Hello! Thanks for checking out the first episode of the Rotating Heroes podcast, a show where I, Zakoyama, DM for a rotating crew of heroes made up of my funny D&D playing friends. As the name suggests, each arc of the show will feature a new table of heroes, but continuing on in the same world. You know how, like, in Game of Thrones or in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, stuff is happening all over with all different people, but it's all sort of connected? It's like that. If you enjoy the show and want to support, uh, please subscribe to the Patreon to get all future episodes and talkbacks, or as I like to call them, arc barks. Also, tell your friends and follow at Rotating Heroes Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Finally, I'm gonna come clean here. At the time of recording the first episode, I had not settled on a name, so when we started, I just paused where the name would be, and I was rightfully and swiftly roasted for it. Uh, This interaction still makes me laugh, so I decided to leave it in. And with that context, please enjoy the first episode and my immediate faceplant. Thanks! Okay, hi. This is uh, the first episode of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, the long no, no. blank, or you'll just fill it in later. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, for sure. The uh, raw yeah. confidence of a DM coming into being. The, a title so creative and so powerful that it could only make you fully invest in this podcast. Um, uh, th- thanks for listening. I, we're joined today on this first arc of the podcast. Uh, by three of my friends who are are very funny, very talented, and very good D and D players. Uh, let's just go around. Uh, top left on my screen is Emily. Hey, what's up? Thank and you so much for having me, Zach. You're welcome. Thanks for for being here. And then we have Mike Trap. Hello. Thanks for having me. And, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. You're so welcome. Uh, and finally, we have Siobhan. Hello, thanks for having me. <laughs> so, so you're so welcome. And honestly, that would have been a, a perfect place to intro everyone's characters, but we have to do a lore dump. We have yeah. to take a huge dump of lore on <laughs> okay, the top great. of this episode. Shit that lore uh, all over a sec. You guys oh God. sit back, <laughs> relax. We ate a whole bunch of proto-lore the night before, and now we just gotta 
We got to hunker down. We got a big old lord up. Grab a magazine. Call get in ready. sick to work. We got a lord up. Okay, so let's just enter the world that we're going to be playing in for this arc, and I think all of them. Wow. So let's get started. I take you now to the continent of Amalar, a land where great nations grew to almost unfathomable heights. Their technologies pushed the limits of what was thought possible. Massive obsidian ships hovered without effort, metallic constructs built cities overnight, and life was never easier before it became much, much harder. As nations of men, elves, orcs, and dwarves filled the lands, tensions over resources mounted, and the war for Amalar brought a scale of death and destruction the world had never seen. Blinded by ambition and greed, the nations fought till the world was nearly unlivable. As Amalar itself was almost fully consumed by the war, a great emerald flash turned the sky green. As the green light exploded in the sky, a forest larger, denser, more full of life than the world had ever seen blanketed the lands in an instant, covering over half the continent. It would seem that nature went nuclear, and in an instant, what became known as the Endless Hulk was a reality. But as much as it created, it also destroyed. Almost all the great cities were lost, but nevertheless, the war was over. It had to be, for there were no real nations left to fight it. Many survivors called the Emerald Flash a curse, others a miracle. But we're not going to start in the forest. I'm sorry. Uh, I know it feels like we should. What? I'm just not. I made a ranger. Yeah. Sorry, Emily. Change it right I now. I also made a ranger. I'm all about natural terrain. Looks like uh, we had three rangers here. And uh, sorry, you got, you got about campaign. You got two minutes but, to to rewrite your characters completely. Okay. Uh, it's my shit, podcast. Shit, Leave me alone. Shit, shit, shit. Instead of that, we're venturing east, past the edge of the forest, between the Kiptide Mountains and over the Sapphire Lakes, and even the East Sapphire Lakes. Our first arc starts at the foothills of the Bonbur Mountains. As far as mountains go in Amalar, the Bonburs are considered small but proud. You'd probably say, hey, that's a nice mountain if you saw it, but uh, it would be probably a very intense day hike on, like, hiking.com. But beneath the Bonburs is really where the magic happens. A natural cave system a mile deep led to perfect conditions for a mine that in time led to an impressive dwarven stronghold. The family responsible for this union, the Orbraiders, were artisan jewelers turned warriors turned leaders. Their house words reason over might guided them for many generations. June Orbraider, the warrior queen and wielder of the Iron Comet, was one of the greatest of them all. She learned from her parents' generation that the world could change at any moment who knew firsthand when the Emerald Flash created the Endless Holt to the east. She knew it was important to rule with a giving spirit. It was under her rule that the nearby gnomes and halflings of the pastoral city of Aberdeen were welcomed into the city for trade, commerce, and friendship. Burden was stronger than ever under June. They were ready for any manner of attack, but unfortunately, what happened next was, for lack of a better word, unprecedented. As history tells us, no one could have anticipated what became known as the wafting. The, a great the obsidian. <laughs> yeah. The disgusting. Great <laughs> <laughs> it's not disgusting. It's uh, scary. It's kind of gross, though. No, it's yeah, well, you'll see. Like uh, and... A great obsidian obelisk, an ancient technology from the previous age, nearly the size of the mountain itself, pushed free from the endless halt. Seemingly carried on the breeze, mm -hmm, like wafting. Uh, oh, it's wafting this way. Drifted back and forth closer and closer at a bewildering and glacial pace. Crossing the distant shores of the Sapphire Lakes, closer and closer, 
until it struck the mountain itself with a force even the Great Keep of Burdom could never have withstood. It struck the mouth of the caves with such a force that the mines and city itself all caved in, buried by miles and miles of rubble lost beneath the earth. Most confusing of all, the obelisk struck the mountain and then stood still. Decades later, it remains dormant. The dwarves, gnomes, and halflings were all left with sh a shocking lack of closure. No one really understood what the obelisk even was. No attempt to get inside it was ever successful. No entryway of any kind. There was no use of force, however large, was able to penetrate its surface. Any search for answers was a dead end. The only clue they had was that sometimes, on especially quiet nights, if one was brave enough to press their ear to the surface, they could hear something. Something that sounded like the pounding of a single hammer, accompanied by the faint twinkling noise that one could swear was music. Okay, thanks for tolerating the lore dump. We're now firmly in present day. Wow. We but that's the kind of dump I don't want to flush, though. <laughs> yeah, look at this. Hey, that's get the in kind here. of dump I got to hey. show to Murph. Ooh, it's hey. <laughs> Smooth lore dump. <laughs> oh, gross. I promise the rest of this won't be as gross. Uh, well, we start our adventure at the foothills of the Bombers in the quaint town of Aberdeen. Uh, while still pastoral in many ways, the town has changed massively in the last 50 years, most notably in two ways. First, with the presence of the obelisk, the chief industry of the town changed from farming and agriculture to tourism. Gnomes and halflings of Aberdeen cater to flocking tourists, all hoping to check out the legendary obelisk. The second reason... Uh, is the massive influx of refugee dwarves that settled in the north side of town, now called New Burdom. Today is an especially big day, as it's the Day of Remembrance. We cross down to the Gnomish district, where in the uh, stable of a family home that's not occupied by any horses or anything, a cool teen uh, hangout sort of has formed. And Trap, can you, uh, can you introduce your character? Yeah! Uh, I'm Turbine Spizzlezink. Uh, I... Uh... <laughs> Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a gnomish, uh, bard, and god, the main thing about me is that I just, I love the obelisk so gosh daring much. Uh, it is, uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, the, I am, I'm basically like a Disney nerd, but for, uh, but for this obelisk, uh, I could tell you all kinds of trivia about it. Uh, I'll go out to the obelisk at night and press my ear against it and tune all my musical instruments to it. <laughs> and I'm out here. Uh, wow. I'm out here in the stables. I'm just like, I'm working on my. Uh, uh, I, I got a little like, it, a car would be too generous to describe it. It's basically it's like like instead of wheels, it just has like a series of boots that like turn around <laughs> and like it's all like it makes loud cranking noises and stupid like bouts of smoke. But I I drive. I really, this. I really want to see. I really want to see uh, what do you call the stuff that gets hit on the road? I really want to see roadkill from your boot car. <laughs> no. It's like I, he kicked an animal really yeah, hard. Horrifying. Like, there's, a, there's a special lever you can pull where it just sort of like tries to like scrape it off against like, the side. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm working on my little um, my stupid little uh, tour car, which I which I give I, I run tours to go in and around the obelisk or, or around the obelisk and take a look at it to to curious looky loos. Cool. Well, you. Yeah, I mean, you're working on your 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 vehicle, whatever it is. Uh, you you hang out in your parents' uh, former stable, like they don't have a horse or anything, uh, where you have kind of like created sort of this teen space 
uh, where you're not under the same roof as your parents and you get to do what you want. You got posters of the uh, the obelisk everywhere and you got your your different gizmos. You like you sleep on a like a bed of hay. Uh, <laughs> like an old uh, obelisk uh, sleeping bag that I clearly bought when I was like six, but I still kind of like, it's old and ratty, but I'm still using it. Rows and rows of obelisk, <laughs> like a special edition obelisk hats. A uh, new one comes out each year and I've got to, I buy the new one every year and I'm, I'm wearing this year's, but the old ones are still arranged nicely on the shelves of the stable. Please say you have a series of obelisk action figures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I, just... They, they, they like wind like... up and they sort of march around. As you're playing with your toys, uh, you, you hear you hear your dad clutch. <laughs> they're not say, toys. They're collectibles. Hey, quit playing with your toys. It's breakfast time. Uh, they're not toys, Dad. I don't care. Just okay. uh, it's uh, time for. Uh, I got some eggs and bacon going. If you're, you're going to work, right? Come on uh, in. All right. Yeah. Just just one second. I just gotta. I just gotta finish. The, there's a. The, there's uh, there's something cool going on here between. Uh, obelisk from from five years ago and obelisk from three years ago and they're just there's kinda, something they're doing a cool happening what do you mean hey, i'll i'll be up in a second okay your dad patiently waits for you to play with your toys <laughs> yes, for a little longer yeah, don't you have work in a little bit yeah they'll they'll yeah, they'll, they'll wait for me they'll be there I'll, I'll, I, I i appreciate you looking out for me dad and just like scarfing down eggs like barely even paying attention to what what my parents are doing uh, yeah, well, I mean, your parents are in the kitchen and they're like, uh, they're, they're, they're having their morning routine. They're drinking their coffee. There's like a little bit of like a, a Aberdeen newspaper esque thing that like is very simple, but like your mom's reading it. Uh, and your dad is, uh, he's, you know, happily worked in the mine for many years before, uh, before the obelisk arrived. And now, you know, he's, he's just like, his job now is to like, help with the infrastructure of the town, which is so much more boring for him. It's it's so much less interesting. He calls out to you and he's like, um, son, can you come in here for a second? We, uh, can we just talk to you for a little bit? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, dad. Kind of in a hurry, but yeah, what's up? Okay, um, I understand. Uh, yeah, what are you, you're working, uh, you guys are working the um, Day of Remembrance Festival, right? You, you got, you're out there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a real job, first off, is what I'll say, but. Um, what do you mean? Well, you know, giving tours of the outside of a large tower that no one knows what it does. It's I mean, an what is obelisk, that? Dad? It's not just a large, a large <laughs> tower is kind of an understatement. I don't, don't I don't care. <laughs> you know what I know about the obelisk? Took my job. Well, you know what I know about the obelisk? What? It's two miles high exactly, and also <laughs> you could hear a, a wonderful humming sound in there sometimes. Also, the obelisk acts as a deep-free bug repellent. Here's some other fun facts about the I obelisk. Don't, I think we can we can stop there. Hey, son, okay. Uh, me and your mother were talking, and we just want you to consider just mull it over today, just getting a real job. You know, you can you can help me. Look, we, we got some drainage culverts to dig. We got uh, some wiring to uh, rewire on the on the bridge. Uh, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff to do. Dad, none of that sounds... That all sounds fucking awful. <laughs> okay, wow. Okay, well... Sorry to sorry to swear to your dad, hey, but... you know, I, I think we're just different, and uh, I, I would hope that one day you come to your senses. Um, he starts Look, uh, choking up a <laughs> little uh, look, I, I'm sorry, Dad, but I, I really got to run. We got a lot of paying customers. They're, they can't wait to see the okay. outside of the obelisk, and I can't wait to show them. Okay. Uh, well, uh, yeah, we'll talk later. Um, you get out of there. 
for the day of remembrance, I think uh, you and your uh, your buddies that that run this um, the the obelisk tours are working this sort of festival, like helping because uh, it's over. It's it's a festival that uh, marks the the fifty years it's been since the obelisk landed. Uh, you know, Is this a I, somber festival. It's it's got a bit of an identity crisis because like there's <laughs> obviously there's like a there's a um, shrine to the dwarves that uh, lost their keep. Uh, there's this sort of uh, statue in the center of town that has this pickaxe with like swirling copper and tin, like uh, the swirling metals uh, holding it together. <laughs> And there's like some flowers, uh, candles and stuff. But generally, it's supposed to be a fun festival. Uh, like it seems like the numbs and halflings have invested more time into making it that. But on the way there, you you pass by uh, this uh, little. It's almost like you live like in a district that feels like the like Amsterdam-y kind of like river canal. Uh, you pass by like a lower kind of like a um, hole in the wall bar called the peanuts lament <laughs> where we're a little gnome and uh it's truly uh a hole in the wall in that there's a piano and uh three stools and there's no room for like a man could not go in there uh <laughs> and the, the bartender yells out to you it's like uh, hey uh turbine uh, can you come in here and play us one of your songs uh, you got any time to play us a song i i really gotta get going here I and mean, the the festival's about to get going okay um Maybe you could stop by later. Yeah, we, well, I'll, I'll give you a couple copper if you come in. I I, I check my watch. Uh, how, do I know like how much? How You're much very time? late. I'm extremely <laughs> late. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I uh, I imagine also like driving this thing like the wheels just huge. It's like the kind of like top of my head is like the bottom of the wheel kind of situation. Um, uh, uh, I, I feel pretty, pretty guilty about this though. So it's like, as I'm like driving, away, it's like, all right, you know, uh, uh, I like put like a harmonica in my mouth as I'm driving away and I'm just like blowing tunes at him as I'm, as I'm like cruising down the street. That's beautiful. That was something else. Uh, you keep going into town and we are going to cut over to one of our other characters, Emily. You are running and running <gasps> as fast as you can. Wow. <laughs> through tall grass. You sprint. Oh, is You're, this a dream? This is the this fastest you've ever gone in your entire life. You look to oh. your hands and feet and notice that they aren't hands and feet. They're clomping. They're galloping, if you, if you will. You look to your this left and you see a palomino horse just having the best time of its life also running to your your right a mustang gallops just kind of foamy sweat on its shoulders that are super muscular as it's just like making time ah yes three muscular horses you you run and run and run until you get to a crystal clear lake You've earned this sweet- soups on horses, <laughs> lingering shots of just <laughs> manes. You go up to the, the to the crystal clear soup, and you you lean forward. You look down, and you see your halfling face no! reflecting in the water. And boom, you wake up. <gasps> I knew you were gonna do this to me. You wake okay. up in your room. You want to introduce your character? Yes. Hi, uh, my name is Brenda. L- 
Brenda Elizabeth, but you could call me Brenda Elizabeth for short. Um, if you're strapped for time, I am a horse girl and a circle of stars druid, but I prefer circle of sparkles. I have a magical trapper keeper in which I doodle with my rainbow gel quill, and I live in a one-room house with my eight grandparents. Um, I'm also a halfling who wears... Uh, stretch stirrup pants, a unicorn t-shirt, and I have impossibly long, impossibly thin hair, but my bangs are really poofy, like I permed just my bangs, <laughs> and I'm also wearing multiple wristwatches. Yeah, so you you wake up in the corner. I, your- <laughs> I should specify the description I just gave was, uh, co- I came up with it with the full knowledge that I have a minus one to charisma. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, oh. I love that in a world, uh, in like a D&D type world, a horse girl very much could be a race, but it's not a race. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just, very much not a race here. This, you are a halfling. That is I have a to horse ask girl. you. Okay, I obviously I am a horse girl. I love horses in every incarnation. Horses, unicorns, pegasuses, centaurs. But uh, Zach, I need to ask you: Was that have I turned into a horse yet, or is was that just a dream? And I just woke well, up from something. That's I don't never know if happened. it's happened to you before. I don't think it has. I think you just had a <gasps> had a dream that was pretty glorious. You wake up and you're just like you have matted your hairs, your thin hairs all matted and sweaty like. <laughs> Just on your face, like your bangs are I'm somehow still poofy. I'm tangled up in my own butt length hair. <laughs> like you got a single you're, you're... blade of grass in your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you do smell the the real soup in your uh, house the the nasty cabbage soup that your grandparents are are putting oh. together. Um, you you were raised by your grandparents, and and when we say grandparents, we don't mean two, we don't mean four, we mean no. Eight grandparents. Eight grandparents, five grandpas, three grandmas. Yeah, you, you got uh, Grandpa Gus, Grandpa Paul, Grandpa uh, Jan, uh, Grandma Jan, uh, Grandma <laughs> Grandma Elizabeth, Grandpa Brendan, Grandma Gail, Grandpa Sean, Grandma Shelley. Wait, I maybe got the the uh, the wrong amounts of either, but there are eight of them. <laughs> There are eight of them, and their their names sort of fluctuate. <laughs> all of my all of my grandparents um, got divorced and then remarried and then resituated very amicably into a one room house to raise me. Mm. So yeah, this is a uh, this is your very much your family home. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah. the you know your grandparents are all you know they all have one. I, w- I wouldn't call it a bed just because it's so large and uh, it has to accommodate yeah. all your parents. Uh, but they they just sort of congregate in this big mass in the middle of the house. Uh, <laughs> it's like a 70s conversation pit. Yeah. <laughs> it's sunken in. It's sunken in from both the weight and the design. <laughs> big decorative pillows, lots of tie-dye. <laughs> grandpa, your, uh, your grandpa, Brendan, uh, uh, notices you uh, toss away. He's like, uh, uh, Brenda, Brenda. Yeah, 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 Grandpa Brendan. I'm sorry. I, I woke up from a really good dream. Oh, Not you had a like good that, dream? Oh. Yeah, I had a really good dream. Grandpa Brendan, can I just tell you what my dream was? Oh, we would I love was... to hear your dream. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> your grandparents. I know just... that this is a morning ritual that I tell all eight of my grandparents by. Come <laughs> sit in the center night. of the, the pit. It's just popping into frame. I'm like, oh, yes, another story. <laughs> well, okay, if you're going to press me, yes, I had this dream. And I was running faster than I've ever run before. And I looked on one side and it was a Palomino pony. And then on the other side, it was a Mustang. And then I looked down and I was of a equine body. Oh, wow. I would love to be an equine body. This old body. He's like kind of stands up straight. It's just, they all sort of stretch. Don't sell yourself short. Grandpa Brendan, you are jacked and everyone knows it. So much yeah, flicking every- and popping sounds. <laughs> everyone looks like, Grandpa Brendan is the most jacked of all of them. Uh, he's got like this sinewy, like uh, old man muscle. Uh, he was like, well, I'm glad you woke up because we were all just talking and... Um, you know, today is the day of remembrance and a very important day for our town. And um, yeah, I know that with the tourism that the uh, the prices have gotten a little, uh, well, pricey for the admission. Yeah. I and, know we used to have a two-room house, and so now we have a one-room house. Yeah. I mean, we're getting priced out of the neighborhood. I, I, yeah. But we can all handle that. Between the eight of us, we can figure out a way to... Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, Gail makes watercolors, uh, Paul makes pies, um, Gus is working on that soup, uh, and the rest of us are, you know, making do. <laughs> Sorry, can I just, and grip Brendan, can I just clarify, is the soup a money-making endeavor or? Well, it's a money-saving endeavor. Oh, um, I see. I do rather love than eating starting out. my day with a good cabbage soup yes well the uh, the cabbage soup is nearly ready so uh you can have some in a moment but uh, before that <sighs> we just wanted to give you this and uh all the grandparents part and grandma shelly comes forward with a uh, wristband for the uh day of remembrance festival um there it's like a tin silver wristband because they've disney disneyified the prices almost Holy horsey, how did the eight of you come up with the means to buy me this? Well, um, as I said, uh, uh, Grandpa Gus uh, sold some pies. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Gram- Grandma Gail sold some watercolors. Uh, uh, Grandpa Sean is... uh, braided uh, some bracelets. And uh, the rest of us did stuff too. <laughs> this... <laughs> Again, I'm not going to inquire because the more you don't say it, it seems like drug dealing. I'm just going to push aside my three wristwatches and then gingerly put on this new band and then very laboriously go around and hug each of my eight grandparents for a very long hug each. What a sweet child. Uh, They all, uh, you, you know, it takes about, I don't know. 30 minutes to hug every uh, grandparent in a meaningful way. Uh, they're also not helping by being slow 80-year-olds. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, more, more pops and creaks. <laughs> so I hear uh, at the, the festival, they're, uh, you know, they, all got, they have all kinds of games, but they, uh, they're going to do um, you know, a best-in-show horse show. <gasps> what kind of... Horses, do you think they'll be displaying at this best of show experience? Brenda Elizabeth? Yeah, Grandpa. All kinds. <laughs> Grandpa Brendan, I, I, 
I... Words have been stolen from my mouth, and the only way I can think to communicate right now is with another round of 30-minute hugs. <laughs> Let's get it started. Uh, they proceed to laboriously hug you again. <laughs> As you continue to hug them, we're going to cut over to our final character, Siobhan. You wake up in your penthouse suite in the uh, Starborn Hotel. Do you want to introduce your character? Hello, peasants. I'm Astrid Starborn. Uh, my daddy owns the Starborn Hotel. Uh, obviously, when the obelisk came, my daddy opened the hotel instead of being a stinky underground dwarf, and we made so much more money than anybody else, so anybody who says that we're not a traditional dwarf can suck it. Uh, I have <laughs> a long, sort of silvery blue um, braids... Um, I'm wearing uh, like a leather, almost like a pinafore dress with a like a Peter Pan collar, um, and everything is extremely crisply uh, pressed and ironed. Um, my sheets get changed every night. Everything your, is your your place is immaculate. You uh, your family uh, owns and operates the Starborn Hotel. You kind you know, I think other dwarves kind of consider you. Um, I don't, maybe class trader is not the right word, but uh, <laughs> they all live in New Burmere, and you're one of the few dwarves that live on the uh, sort of the halfling gnome side of town for financial reasons purely. Like uh, it was a wise investment to open this hotel uh, in the heart, of t- uh, like kind of in the town center. That the Starborn Hotel is is the nicest hotel in all of Aberdeen, and tourists, uh, especially rich tourists, flock to this place. You you're on one of those like you know rich person beds that are so tall mm-hmm. uh, four, <laughs> poster, four poster obviously bed. there's yes uh, obviously. billowing yeah. curtains around me <laughs> yes yes you uh you pull the curtains wide and you and you look wow. out over aberdeen you you're basically you're basically the highest ev- elevation in the town outside of the obelisk of course uh, a servant quietly brings in a cup of coffee and leaves silently because he knows <laughs> that you don't want to talk <laughs> This is lukewarm. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, it just sprints out, grabs oh, it, runs get back away. Help nowadays. Good gracious. You you go about your morning routine routine and, and notice that your daily present is on the little pedestal next to you. Uh, of course, you get a present every day from Papa. Uh, <laughs> Papa, thank you so much. What have we got today? there's like a little um it's not a big present which is a little disappointing because usually you get bigger presents and uh you you open up the like crisp uh wrapping paper and find a golden bracelet it is a uh wristband for the festival today and it is a front of line pass wristband that gets you free snacks you never have to wait uh it's basically um you know a $500 pass at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> Does it let you ride the horses in the best in show? Because <laughs> I think I'll steal it. <laughs> I'll compromise my morals. <laughs> it might It might do that. I feel like that the best, best in show is more of a show, but uh, with the status that Astrid Starborn wields, maybe they will let her. Wow. You go, you go downstairs uh, once you're ready. Uh, and you uh, you enter the uh, hotel's bar, the Opal of Burmier, which is named after this big uh, opal that was in the center of Burmier that sort of lit up the whole city. It was sort of, it's it's just kind of like <clears> this um, 
magical focus that that gave light to this underground world. There's a big mural of it behind the bar. It's like an upscale estate. It's like a kind of like a gastro pub uh, mm-hmm. with like truffle fries and artisan pizzas and that kind of thing. Like very hotel bar feeling. And your dad is absolutely tearing a new one into a, a bartender. <laughs> yeah, why why are these glasses so? Du- this glass is dusty. So what are you what are you thinking? I mean, yeah, uh, what are you, you th- thinking? Huh? Oh, hey, there's my sweet little girl. Do you like your present today? Did I, uh, yes, thank you. Are you uh, you excited for your day? He he looks a little nervous because you know uh, you are kind of scary to him. You are the uh, one of the few people that actually can wield a status over your father. I mean, it better be good. It better be better than last year because last year was oh. I'm so sorry about last year. You know, I didn't actually put on the uh, the festival myself, but I, I gave a, a, a stern talking to the mayor. Uh, and uh, he promised me that they're, you know, they added a horse show and everything. It's going to be, it's going to be <laughs> if, beautiful. If it's not, we have to get a different mayor. Daddy, we have to. I'll install a new mayor if uh, it's not up to your, your, um, your liking this year. Um, Thank you. I love you. I love you too, sweetheart. Uh, your, your dad uh, feels like he got out of this one a little okay. Like he, <laughs> like he was maybe worried that you weren't going to enjoy that. I just had to buy a politician. <laughs> you can't do that. I'll buy my daughter a politician. <laughs> yeah. What little girl doesn't love a senator? <laughs> I want a new senator, father. Okay, so uh, we're going to cut over to the festival. Uh, it's not too far from the uh, Starburn Hotel, but... Uh, I would just like to say that on my way there, I do... You know when kids pretend to run by doing a little giddy-up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gallop. Instead of skipping, I do a little horse gallop everywhere Amazing. I go. Everyone's looking at you like you're crazy. I wave. <laughs> I wave like I think I'm Belle and Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Good morning. Two halflings walk by you and they're like, that's that girl with the, all the grandparents. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I see. Uh, like it explains. <laughs> the one that, you know how it's the cra- it's crazy. They all live together. I, don't I know have a thermos of cabbage soup. <laughs> <laughs> Sloshing everywhere. It's your gallery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're spilling your thermos all over yourself uh, as you run. Uh, a little uh, dwarf who's like maybe like a year or two younger than you with two other little gnomes. He's got like a knit cap and like a goatee walks by. And he's like, what do you think? You're a horse. I know I'm a horse. <laughs> <laughs> a little gnome snicker as well. And they all like, yeah, OK, uh, if you're a horse, um, we are a. Uh, Obelisk. <laughs> uh, Honestly, never... I think that my retort was better than yours. Oh, go to they hell. They have the fashionable clothing, <laughs> but I think I outwitted you. <laughs> and I take a huge swig of cabbage soup. <laughs> oh, what is that? <laughs> so cabbage, like cabbage soup. Okay, yeah. whatever. Uh, we're going to go into the park. Uh, we don't, uh, this is kind of a no-win situation for us talking to you. So, uh, <laughs> Why? Because you're... Uh, I don't know if we're even able to make fun of you. It seems like things just bounce off of you. Yeah, you know what they do. Because you know what? I feel like the rest of my peers, and I'm talking about you, you are my peers, are so distracted by things like dating and growing adult bodies (laughs) that I think that you're wasting your brain. (laughs) You're wasting your bait and you're wasting your hearts. Me, I'm 
a doodler and I love horses. Okay, you have just like a weird sense of self that makes it really hard to make fun of you. So um, <laughs> we're going to go out. Uh, Bink bonk, let's get out of here. And uh, Bink and bonk, the little gnomes follow this this other uh, dwarf into the festival. Um, As bonk walks away, I um, I shudder uh, because I have a secret crush. <laughs> <laughs> bonk like looks twice, like what? Uh, they're twins, Bink and bonk. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> no interest in Bink. Bink. Bink looks at bonk like what happened? Uh, uh, Turbine, as your walk, as they are walking into the <laughs> turbine, you've you've parked your your uh, your weird ass vehicle that is honestly shaking violently at this point. There's something wrong with it, definitely. I'll deal with that later. Your buddy Mars is like, okay, uh, hey dude, you're late. I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The mayor's actually giving, someone's finally paying us to do something. So uh, we, uh, we gotta like kind of focus up a little bit. All right, I'm sorry, man. No worries. I didn't uh, even stop to play a song or anything. I just went as I was going. That's gotta for something, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Normally I, mean, I stopped to play a song and today I was like, no, this is important. You're still 30 minutes late. <laughs> if only I had at least one wristwatch. Yeah, okay, you could make one, right? Uh, anyways, well, we give, we've been given our duties for today for the festival. It's pretty casual. I think we just like kind of have to like make sure people have wristbands. So you just ha- post up over here. I'll post up over on the north side of town, and we can just switch later in the day. But it seems pretty cush. Right. Uh, we get a break to like kind of like do games and stuff in a little bit. So yeah, I'll see you at lunch. I'm pumped, man. This is gonna be great. Yeah. Oh yeah. For the ob. For the ob. <laughs> He like, he, like, clicks his obelisk hat to you, like, two horns. <laughs> Click the hat back. I forgot to mention, I've, I've got my hat, and I've also got, like, one big pointy beard. So just, like, my head's just one big diamond. <laughs> the diamond with a stubby leg. Aw. That's very um, whimsical. I, it feels like, you, you sound, it sounds like you look like a sword. <laughs> uh, your friend, your friend, uh, he he's, like, has similarly bad facial hair. He's got, like, a bit of a mustache. <laughs> And patchy hair on the sides that's just sort of nothing. It's like first gnome hair, like gnomes going through yeah. puberty or they like can't quite grow up their their gnome mustaches yet. Yeah, he's like, This is gonna be the best day of our lives and just and ventures north to his post. As you're waiting, the aforementioned dwarf raider and uh Bank and Bach walk hey, by. Hey fellas! Uh, make a perception check. Alright. <laughs> I rolled a ten, but I get a plus two, so twelve. Okay. Uh, yeah, you got a pretty straightforward job. They, uh, they're walking by. They are not wearing wristbands. Oh, fellas, oh. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to stop you. You're gonna need a wristband if you're coming in here. Oh, a wristband? So I need a wristband to go into the middle of the town? Well, yeah, you know, it's the day of remembrance, and, uh, you know, the proceeds go towards maintenance of the obelisk and uh, paying employees who benefit from the obelisk and, you know, the general health and well-being of our town. So, you know. They've walked in. (laughs) (laughs) I I chase after them. Very, very. Hey, fellas, I know you didn't mean to do that. So come on, we're just going to have to. We can go get you a wristband from the ticket counter over here. Gotcha. Okay, we'll be right there. All right, well, if you want to. Uh, if, 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 uh, how far am I from, like, the entrance? Like, I feel like I'm trying to, like, balance, like, watching the entrance for more people coming in, but also, like, uh, chasing down Bink and Bonk. Uh, you're getting to the point of it's strained. You, you're, you're, to chase after these guys, you're gonna have to, like, leave your post. (laughs) Uh, this is very dumb. This is a dumb thing to do. Can I not? Yes, use the spell! (laughs) 
This, look, this is a silly campaign. Whatever. It's this is the dumbest possible thing to use a second level spell for. But I'm gonna cast suggestion on that. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so you cast suggestion on Raider. Yeah. Let's see how this works. Uh, I suggest the course of activity and magically influence that creature. Target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it pursues the course of action you described to the best of its ability. So I, I cast it and be like, hey, fellas, I really think you and Bink and Bonk should all go get some uh, get some uh, wristbands. Okay. Uh, Raider's going to roll. <laughs> he got a 15. <laughs> What's your spell say? Uh, 13. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you just try to fucking cast a spell on me? I mean, yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, fellas. I really think it's a good idea for you to go get a wristband. Look, you're lucky that if I fought you, that the whole town would notice that I'm beating up a guy who, jo- who seemingly has the job of putting wristbands on people. So I'm just gonna freaking walk away from this. But after the festival today, you're fucking dead, man. All right. Well, I look forward to resolving this amicably. <laughs> They walk away. I put some money in the ticket counter to pay for, for <laughs> Bing and Bonks and Raiders. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. That's a lot of cash for you. That yeah. was, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's pretty upsetting. Yeah, I, I'm not like, I've, I. that's like the right thing to do, but it's like, it's gutting me how how much of my money this is. Man. I will not be able to buy a churro later today. <laughs> oh, devastating. Absolutely devastating. Oh. So I'll say the rest of you get there, Astrid, Brenda, Elizabeth, uh, you walk in. Uh, the, the, the festival's pretty fun uh, for how somber the theme should be. They, uh, they have a couple of activities. There's like this big pen where there's like kind of animal shows where this uh, sheepdog is herding sheep. Uh, everybody's like watching and clapping from a uh, little like makeshift stands. There's like an axe throwing competition for uh, prizes. Uh, there's a little make your own obelisk station. Where like the the person who makes the best obelisk get a pri- gets a prize as well. There's like all kinds of treats everywhere. Um, what do you guys want to do? This is very conflicting for me because obviously I want to go watch the animals, but I am also a really good crafter, <laughs> so <laughs> I might hit up the make your own obelisk station first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So you get you get to the make your own obelisk station. It's mostly children. Uh, <laughs> like young uh, kids. Yes, my peers. <laughs> so they're like eight-year-olds trying to like mess around with glue. Uh, the, the person who's like working there, this little gnome lady uh, named Zanser, uh, she's like, oh, hi, uh, Brenda Elizabeth. Um, hi, Zanser. Um, yeah, why, why don't you, yeah, if you, I guess there's not an age limit on this. Why don't we, will you pull, pull up a chair huh. if you want? That's kind of interesting that you started this with, I guess there's not an age limit. It almost made it seem as though there's an implicit age limit. (laughs) Okay. Well, Brent Elizabeth, uh, I I think we were initially thinking of this being for younger. It's totally, it's it's fun to make crafts. Tanzer, I understand you could smell on me that I've become a woman recently (laughs) in the past year. (laughs) Not what I was saying. Not what I was saying at all. You smell the ripening of my body, but... I still feel like a child at heart, but I guess I could go watch the sheepdog. At least let me leave some sparkles and crafts for you to at least delight the hearts of the children with. Brenda Elizabeth, I want to be clear that I was not 
coming from that place at all. And I would love if you made a craft and you can maybe even show these, these younger kids how to make a craft. I mean, it could, I could use your help if you felt like it. Okay. I help. I love it when an adult asks me to help. <laughs> um, yeah. So you can, uh, you can help make a craft or make your own craft at, at like, uh, these little kids are like struggling with glue and stuff, but um, yeah, if you can, <laughs> I guess you can make a sleight of hand check or if there's another ability score that makes sense to you. Yeah, I'll go with sleight of hand. It's going to be a 10. <laughs> 10. I mean, like the competition's not great. So, <laughs> so your obelisk looks like an obelisk. A lot of the other ones are like the, like those little tongue depressor stick things are like uh-huh. they're, they're kind of they, they can't really hold the shape that they want so that's that's kind of I think I, I think I'm like a little bit rude to these kids <laughs> just in like I kind of am sit them down and I'm I like open up my trapper keeper I show them some of my doodles and say if you're gonna stray from reality make sure that you have a vision <laughs> for it do you see this picture of uh of a yellow lab that I drew. I gave it hearts for eyes, which you don't actually see in the <laughs> wild, but you know, there was an intention behind it. You understand what I was meaning. So if you're going to well, you kid know, just sneezes betray, on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that, that my favorite picture of my life. A little lab. bit of apple fritter comes out of its nose. Like it's just <laughs> it's a gross situation. <laughs> sorry. Back oh, sorry. All right. You know what? You might be younger than me. I think that Zanzer might have been right. <laughs> I go look at the ship show. Cool. Uh, Astrid, what are you doing? Oh, and I will say that um, Turbine, you're you're around your lunch break at this point. If you want to check out some other stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't have any more money left, uh, so I'm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm. The uh, the uh, animal show is just people. The the price of admission gets you into that, so you you can play like booth games, but like yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I just been I'm so hungry, but I'm still like I'm 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 like I love taking in the sights, but I'm pretty hungry because I I spent all the money I have getting uh getting Bink and Bonk and Raider in. You see Brenda Elizabeth pouring a huge cup of cabbage soup into her thermos top. <laughs> it just like lick my lips. It, it smells vile, but it's it's so I'm so hungry. It's just like oh my. Your mouth waters <laughs> as you smell this horrible stuff. I'm like, I'm like staring very hard at at uh, at, at Brenda Elizabeth in the cabbage soup. Um, like I don't realize I'm staring, but it's just it's so entrancing that it's just like. Excuse me, do you want some? Um, I mean, would you? Absolutely, cabbage soup flows from the faucets where I'm from. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I, I'd Disgusting. love to see that one day. <laughs> that sounds incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Here, help yourself. Oh, hi, I'm Brenda Elizabeth. Oh. Brenda Elizabeth for sure. Uh, t- take her hand. Turbine Spizzle Zinc. Yeah, you could finish the whole thing if you want, honestly. Oh my God, thank you. I'm so hungry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just like tossing, like like shots, just like tossing back cat <laughs> soup. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, can you roll, give me a constitution saving throw? <laughs> <laughs> to not have your sinus cleared. Uh, yeah, let's see. <laughs> what is that? That is a fourteen. Hey, it's sitting okay. Right. Yeah, like <laughs> it smelled a little weird, but like you're not, you're not, your stomach's not hurting as much anymore. Like it was a weird meal, but it did its job. <laughs> you're sloshing around a little bit. Hey, aren't you that? Uh, aren't you that grandparent girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, no parents, but a surplus of grandparents. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
It is pretty cool. Yeah. And you're you're the guy who drives the car that has boots for wheels. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I I uh, saw a squirrel got caught up in the boots the other day. <laughs> oh god. I didn't see that. I got to go back there and clean it at some point. Oh There's god. just just absolute mayhem in the tire. <laughs> Bits in like the treads of the boots. <laughs> like, oh god. <laughs> Does um, Turbine have like a special badge that he's working the show? I think uh, yeah, I think he has a different colored wristband like a green wristband or something that's like staff. Turbine, your staff. What do you know about the best in show pony display? Oh, oh! If you it, look, the mayor put it on special this year. If you like horses, I mean, this this thing is gonna blow everything else out of the water. I mean, nothing's ever gonna be as good as the obelisk, but oh man, they got all kinds of horses there. They got palominos. <laughs> they got Arabians. They got mustangs oh. and others. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Brenda Elizabeth steadies herself <laughs> so she doesn't faint. As he lists horses for an hour, uh, Astrid, as as they're talking about horses, mm-hmm. uh, you've you've entered, you've skipped the long line of uh, people with wrist, regular wristbands trying to get into the mm-hmm. uh, into the festival, and you know you are a rich kid that maybe doesn't have a bunch of friends, and so you look around and maybe uh, it's a little uncomfortable. What what do you think uh, Astrid would do? Um. Uh, I think that she she sees two people that maybe she can make her friends for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and what about my stirrup pants and permed bangs? Makes you think that you can control me. <laughs> <laughs> Both reeking of cabbage. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. You, I mean, they're like the the people that are roughly your age, so it yes. makes sense that you're like, I guess I'd go. I, hang I also out. didn't mention I have like just huge like big old like Coke bottle glasses that have like multiple <laughs> varieties of lenses that I can like flip in and out depending on like what I'm reading and how far away it is. Just giant fucking oh. glasses and a big old yeah. Oh. Brenda uh, Elizabeth <laughs> should have some some uh some secondhand like old man glasses that <laughs> were passed down to her for one of her They're your grandparents uh prescription so it's yeah. like your eyes are just being wrecked by these <laughs> i'm working up to them you know squinting at each other down in suit listing horses <laughs> oh horrible astrid as much as it pains you you do walk up to these <laughs> uh i go up to them and smell you both smell terrible. Let's go and get some churros, and then you can watch me play carnival games. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm on board the moment churros is said. <laughs> I'm on board the moment anyone speaks to me. Okay. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I, I click and, and walk away, <laughs> inspecting them to follow. <laughs> it's not a spell, but it works like a spell on Brenda. <laughs> I, I scurry along after. I feel. I, I, I'm telling you, this makes sense. I feel like as like as just like this guy who sort of is like a a collector of trivia and stuff. He kind of just like knows a bunch of stuff about the town, a bunch of people around town. Uh, I feel mm-hmm. like it maybe makes sense for him to be like at least aware of Astrid. Uh-huh. Totally. You would all be sort of aware of each yeah. other, if not like actual friends. Like it would make sense that you're like, oh, I'm finally introducing myself today. But like generally, okay. you've seen each other before. I'm just assuming that they know who I am and I'm not really interested in who they are. <laughs> wow, this is hitting a little too close to our actual relationships, Ramon. No, how dare you? <laughs> um, 
So I know that Astrid owns the hotel. Yeah, this is she's like wow. This is kind of a big deal for you guys to like Astrid. The Astrid Starborn snapped at you to follow her. Hey, hey, can I ask you something? <sighs> yes. What's it like on the inside of the hotel? Oh, that's a really good question. I think I was gonna think of asking that I too. I wanted to know too. <laughs> it's nice. It's beautiful. It's the most beautiful building in the town, obviously. Well, second most beautiful building in the town. The obelisk is the obelisk considered a building. I mean, not well, there's actually two schools of thought on this. Now, some people (laughs) consider the obelisk a building, and others consider it more of a monument. Now, I believe that the obelisk is hollow. (laughs) I start playing a a game called Whack a Gnome and just like raging out on this game. <laughs> you're, I mean, this is another game for children, and yes. you are crushing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm using my actual real Warhammer instead of the rubber mallet that they. The, the person working the game, is like, oh, <laughs> like grimacing and just watching you slip. Please, please don't, please don't. <laughs> oh, don't tell me what to do. Don't you know who I am? You want to do the, there's the axe game. It might be more suited for your. Yes, uh, obviously, yeah. I want to do the axe game. Oh, that sounds fun. I like to throw an axe as well. I don't think I've ever been around a weapon. <laughs> well, you know, except for Grandpa's cabbage soup. <laughs> this, what are you kidding? This stuff is great. <laughs> I've just been like, <laughs> slurping this stuff down. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, my favorite spring cleaning takeaway is that post-clean clarity that you get Wow, how have I been living like this, you may ask yourself. Well, it's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have you been affording that? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for just $15 a month. So say bye-bye to those overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all of your existing contacts. So ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That is mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com dot com slash pawpaw. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hey, everybody. It's Emily here to talk to you about rocket money. Look, we're living in streaming subscription chaos, and that means that anytime I want to watch one TV show, I have to sign up for a whole network and remember to cancel it, which I don't. That's where Rocket Money comes in. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It shows you all your subscriptions in one place, and if you see something you don't like, you can cancel it with a few taps. They'll also show you this month's spending compared to last and create a custom budget to keep your spending on track. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions, 
saving members up to $740 a year when using all the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. That's rocketmoney.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. Rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. Goodbye, sweeties. Siobhan, if you want to play the axe game, uh, the, the, there's a like a, a little like bald dwarf with a helmet on, uh, you know, like kind of trying to get people to come up to play the axe game. He's got, you know, like this kind of carnival vibe. It's like one silver to play if you want. I, I, he's like, okay, little lady. Uh, so the, the, uh, the object of the game is hit the axe and the, and the target. If you hit the target... Uh, you get uh, the bigger prize, and there's a um, you know like a big stuffed horse, stuffed animal, and uh, if you you know if you hit the target but not in the center, uh, you get the smaller prizes, and it's just um, points to a, like a bunch of bananas, uh, <laughs> just regular bananas, <laughs> not yep, stuffed. It's, uh, <laughs> so you know we got. Uh, wow, what does that say about this town that we need to win food? <laughs> These are shipped in from out of town, so bananas, they don't grow around here. So this oh. is a bit of a delicacy. I've had bananas before. Give me the axe. I, I lean it over to Astrid, and I just say, I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> so just give me an attack roll. Great. I'm I'm thoroughly convinced. Like I'm already convinced that Astrid is going to fucking kill this game. I'm like so excited to like watch the master at work. Uh I rolled a 7. <laughs> okay, so it's a it's like a hand axe stat, so you would add, you can add um uh it's your prof- you're proficient in it cuz it's a thrown weapon with that you can use strength for. Oh, okay. Um, so 7 plus 6, so 13. Great. So you hit the target, but not in the center. The, the the axe you threw just digs it. Like it's like goes way further. Like you are, mm-hmm. your muscles ripple as you just huck this axe as hard as you possibly can into this target. The guy working there is like, oh, all right, that's one banana. Oh my god. It <laughs> 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 fucking it like chips out a chunk of the target, and he's like, oh, I didn't know people could could do that. Uh, and he hands you a banana, and he's like, you're the strongest person I've ever seen. I throw the banana behind me and put another silver piece down. I pick up the banana. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you have to play again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 21. Yeah, you throw a hand axe that uh, buries itself so deep in the center of the target that it rips the entire thing in half. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I cheer just so loud. I'm like immediately like <laughs> on board. I'm just so happy for for success <laughs> in any form. It's just like, yeah, incredible. <laughs> I of course expect this kind of response for everything that I do. Take it in my stride. The dwarf reluctantly hands you the uh, large stuffed animal uh, horse and is like, uh, we're gonna have to shut it down for the rest of the day. The target's gone. Didn't bring any extra targets. <laughs> That's okay. I didn't need to play anyway. <laughs> uh, I immediately just hand hand the horse uh, to Brenda. <laughs> Holy shit! Brenda has been fully quiet, staring at this <laughs> at this stuffed horse the entire time. And the second that you put it in Brenda's hands, she's still frozen, but a tear comes down. <laughs> next, next game. <laughs> Uh, nearby, though, the actual horse show is starting. You hear the oh. like the sounds of the like shepherd dog, uh, you know, sheep trials ending. Like uh, someone puts a little metal on a dog, 
and uh, they and they get out of there as uh, a literal I don't even understand pony show. Why the metal's being just thrilled. As you start watching the show, give me a perception check. All of us. Yes. Oh boy, I got a a raw nineteen, but you know that's gonna be good. Ooh, I got a six. Ooh, and I got a seven. <laughs> <laughs> No surprise, Brenda got a 25 the second that the oh ponies start God. coming onto the stage. So as the, the ponies are coming out, you, despite being transfixed by these ponies, mm-hmm. you're, you're looking deeply at this one Palomino horse that's just gorgeous, just mm-hmm. trotting out almost in slow motion. But as, yeah. it's, as it's, you see it marching out into the little pen, yeah. something flies by in the background that for despite your focus on the horse, you see a thing dart through the sky that has kind of a weird trajectory like it wasn't a bird. Huh. Um, I'd like to look further into that because if there's any sort of horse flies or something, that could be really uncomfortable for the horses. So I'd like to pursue it. Okay. Um, you uh, can run around to the other side of the pen and uh, give another perception check, I guess. Okay. That Tybatolia died. Okay. I'll tell you that uh, this time you lost it. Uh, you can't figure out where it went. But it was like weirdly golden. Something about this golden. thing was shining in a way that it wasn't uh, metallic. I mean, Astrid, it wasn't metallic. I just saw something flying that's the color of your wristband. <laughs> what is it? I want it. Where is it? <laughs> can, I do, can I do an investigation check to see if I can like look for any clues about where it went or anything? Uh, yeah, give me an investigation. Ooh, baby, a 23. (laughs) Okay, there we go. Okay, with an investigation check of 23, when you check the other side of the, like, paddock or whatever it's called, you see that they're, like, um, in the mud, there was briefly tiny, like, almost like bird, like, you know, when you see seagull (gasps) prints in the sand, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they're, like... Kind of, like, webbed. You look at it closer, and they're they're not webbed, Mm. But they have mm. like uh, joints in them that are a little like I-, I would say like kind of like a Lego man or something, you know? Mm. Like the, it doesn't look like an actual yeah. animal's joints. There's something uh, something not human was Mechanical. here. Mechanical. Mm. I was thinking that. I mean, I am someone who really enjoys animals and uh, rendering them with my rainbow gel quill. <laughs> and I, my animal curiosity was not awoken by that. And I really like machines, but I've never seen anything like this before. Oh, I, you don't actually see the item there. Well, you there. see the prints, right, yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, I just, I suppose Brenda Elizabeth wants to, you know, keep an eye out because she wants to make sure that the horses are still able to have a pleasant experience in this show. So, yeah, you, uh, you're, you're still on guard, you're looking around, uh, but it's kind of hard to not focus on these beautiful horses as the, the show continues. <laughs> As you're talking about the footprints, Raider and Bank and Bonk walk up. They're like, what are you, uh, you guys uh, investigating? Uh, what are you, little um, uh, detectives over here playing detective? Yeah, kinda. Uh, I mean, yeah, why would playing detectives be lame? Playing detectives is just about the most fun thing. Not to mention all the TV shows that are the most popular are just people playing detectives. Um. <laughs> uh, Whatever I, 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 you know what? Um, you know what's cool? Cooler than playing detective? The obelisk. 
No. My daddy. <laughs> your daddy? Did you just say your daddy? I um, <laughs> hold up my warhammer and, and step towards them intimidatingly. I stand next to Astrid and I say, yeah, you know what? Astrid's dad is cooler. <laughs> yeah, Astrid's daddy. <laughs> what? Uh, make a group intimidation check. <laughs> I got a dirty 20. 14. Hold on. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> I have a minus one, so that's a 12. <laughs> okay, overall not horrible. Uh, Raider is like, oh, uh, wait, so you, wait, you're, are you Astrid Starborn? Yes, obviously. Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. You're lucky that 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 your dad is so rich because otherwise, um, you know, I, he'd give me a hard time. I, you know what? I'm just gonna. It's not luck. He worked really hard. <laughs> this kid is like two years younger than y'all. There's no reason for him to try to make fun of y'all. <laughs> he's, he's just like bored, uh, uncomfortable. Raider, I gotta say, I feel like there's gotta be a better bully than you in this town, right? Or are you the town bully? I, there's kind of a, a power vacuum there, so I tried to claim it, and it's not going well. Uh, but as Raider is like flailing to make fun of you, you hear this massive, all-encompassing horn blow. A like insanely loud air horn, like sort, sort of like a fog horn, blasts oh. through the town. Every, people are like literally covering their ears. Uh, are the horses upset? Horses are running around in circles like crazy. It's coming from... Give me a perception check. That's going to be a 12 for And me. a 10 for me. And a 8 for me. Okay. It's, it's really... It's so loud that it's hard to tell what's happening, but it is so... It's also so loud that it's like kind of breaking your reality. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you see other people looking and it is coming from the obelisk. <laughs> and as the horn finishes up, <laughs> I feel like oh, I, I I feel like any sound coming from the obelisk is just like a siren call. Even if it is like painful, it's just like I have to go see what this mm-hmm. like. It, it's like the equivalent of like you know someone being like, "Hey, we've got new information about a new movie coming out or whatever." It's just like I gotta go see what's happening. I just boom. yeah. Well, before you can even really get anywhere, as the horn blows. You suddenly hear uh, a voice cut through it. Uh, oh, hello. Uh, sorry, that was, that was the wrong button. button. Hello. Hello. Can anyone hear me? Hello. Yes. Uh, yeah, is this yeah, working? We shout yes. Is this working? Yes. It's, it's it, it working. Is? Okay, that's magnificent. Okay. Well, uh, first off, I have to say apologies. Sorry about everything. Didn't see the mountain. Kind of came out of nowhere and the... The facilitator is uh, a bit difficult to steer and things were kind of shut down and damaged there. So uh, sorry for uh, crashing here. Um, I uh, can tell that this is obviously not ideal for people. And uh, it seems like we are stuck on top of your mine, uh, which, yeah, I, I, I feel very bad about this. Um, I have to say, uh, I just want to underline this, my bad. <laughs> it's cool, man. Who are you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, explain yourself. Do you know that it's been 50 years? <laughs> but also, it's cool, man. Wait, it's been 50 years? It's been 50 years, yeah. Oh. That's what my are you an obelisk said. or are you a person? 
Or is you a person obelisk? I, I'm an elf. Uh, listen, I, uh, I'm, I'm furiously taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm copying your notes. <laughs> you're just Good, you're taking notes for me. It. Excellent. <laughs> Astrid is just not writing anything down. Uh, this this 50 years has really kind of blown this dude's mind. He's just like, oh, wow. I've been, uh, to be honest, uh, it's been 50, 50 years of just me with my head down working. There's a lot of stuff in this thing is uh, kind of broken, and it's just been me in here just sort of repairing stuff. Are you a spaceship? Uh, it's not necessarily a spaceship, but it is, uh, it is highly advanced, I would say. Uh, probably more advanced than anything over in your town by, I don't know, miles. I agree with that. So you can go to space if it's not necessarily a spaceship. I mean, almost anything's possible with the facilitator. Look, this isn't, I meant to make a bit of an announcement. I'm not necessarily trying to have a talk back. I'm sorry. Did we, did we preempt the Q&A early? Did we start the Q&A yes. early? Uh, we, this is not the Q&A portion. What does the inside of the obelisk smell like? <laughs> what, does it smell what does it smell like? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, we, we, there was a time for questions and a time for answers, but I have two important items that I'd like to meet with this entire town about right now. So the ship sensors indicate that uh, there's an excavation occurring. And uh, you would know this, that uh, actually Raider's mom, uh, uh, Nadia Oakhorn, is, is the leader of the dwarves that have been trying to excavate back into the mine. And it is slow going it is so so far down like it has been 50 years of digging and uh they are almost like they've made a lot of progress but they haven't quite gotten there yet he, uh, yeah he starts he's, he uh, returns his speech and he's like I, I understand that there's an ex- uh an excavation occurring to get back down into the city and i i, I love the effort but i i think we need to put a pause on that because the excavation is dangerously close to knocking the ship loose and it could possibly crush the entire town um, I want to be clear. Um, I, I just want—I want to help you guys get back into your home in the mountain, but uh, that—that's a priority here. But I just—I uh, think we've got to pause that for a second, okay? Well, we actually—well, uh, you know, me and Turbine have no power, but I bet Astrid could put it a good word. This voice is ringing out to the whole town. Like there, there are dwarves. I'm that are still pro- going to continue having a personal <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Uh, okay, it seems, it seems like, like some people are just talking to me directly, and I, oh, sorry, I want to say I, that. Um, you might be familiar with me. I'm Turbine Spizzle Zinc. I've been at the Obelisk pretty much every day of uh, my life. Oh, I actually um, have noticed you. Some of the cameras are working here. Yes, obviously you're familiar with me. I'm Astrid Starborn, right. so you would know awesome. who I am. Look, I'm, I'm pretty not really... much no one. <laughs> Okay, again, uh, it's, it's, there's about 200 people asking me questions individually right now. Uh, so when I'm just I put my ear against the obelisk, on. can you feel that? So moving <laughs> on. Uh, I, I look to Turbine and I nod yes. Uh, so you guys are just kind of having one-sided conversations with him as he's talking. <laughs> it's like when you're talking to someone and they're on the phone having a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like this. This voice sounds frayed a little bit as he's trying to continue his point. To that end, uh, it's hard for me to accept that I need help, but here goes um, straight up. We're hiring. Uh, if you've ever wanted to work in a futuristic, almost alien floating tower that's capable of doing almost anything you can imagine, this job would be perfect for you. Uh, 
Or if you just want to be rich and have whatever you want, or if you just want to experience the world. This, Let's go. This place could be good for you. Turbine lets out a squeal that is so high-pitched that human ears can't hear it. Just, just a delighted... Like, <laughs> an eagle calls back. <laughs> Uh, but, but, but to my point, uh, we are hiring, we are uh, seeking highly motivated, talented individuals with creative problem-solving skills uh, due to the slight, less than ideal circumstances. We have to be sort of, um, we have to be a little strict about who we're interviewing, and we can only interview 12 people at this time. Um, like raising my hand. Obviously. Seeing a lot of hands. Obviously raising my hand. Seeing a lot of hands across the entire hand. I have a gold, I have a gold wrist thing, so... Again, it seems like about 200 people individually are asking me questions. I, I guess I shouldn't even respond. All right, I'm going to power through. Uh, look, to sign up, it's easy. And as he says that, you see 12 drones drift down from the sky. You know immediately this is what you saw earlier. There are these little golden robots with spindly little arms and legs. They have a little round body with sort of a big that almost looked like Mike was you know the the, mm-hmm. the guy from Monsters Inc uh-huh. that, that like little <laughs> green dude but but they're gold and robotic and they have they and they hold in their hands like a little quill each each of the 12 drones and he's like the drones floating around your town uh, which is I, I have to say is a gorgeous town uh, they, they find them and if you retrieve the quill and come up and a, as he says that a table walks out of a little hole in the sh- in the obelisk, <laughs> just like like it's an animal, and then spreads out and makes a little uh, makes a little uh, sign up sheet on top I of it. Squeal again. <laughs> the robotic surface of it, like kind of like spreads to reveal like this surface that you can ride on. So uh, I, I want to see that you can creatively problem solve however you want to do it. Get one of these quills from one of these robots, and then bring it up here and write your name. I down. guiding bolt a robot. Uh, <laughs> So they're all kind of far away right now. How far away are they? Uh, so th- th- this voice is like, the obelisk is like a five minute walk okay. from where you are. Okay. And, and so uh, you're, this is sort of in the distance. But um, as you see this happen, uh, he's like, and we'll just get started now. And as he says that, the robots split and fly in different directions. Everyone give me a perception check. Ooh, I got really good again. Uh, 23. 23? 10. 10? Okay. Uh, I got a 15. Cool. So as you see these, it's almost like they're like, you know, the snitch from uh, Harry Potter. They're darting around the sky. Yeah. Everybody also roll initiative. Okay. Whoa, I rolled an 18 again. Uh, 9 plus 4, 13. 10. I have uh, 22. Yeah, you're doing it. Oh, wow. Brenda, Elizabeth. <laughs> you know, I'm not good with people, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, it's kind of not a real fight, but this feels like the best way to do it. These these drones are darting around the town. Everyone in the town is going fucking nuts. The guy who just mm-hmm. did the axe throwing game with you is like, Every man for himself and screams. <laughs> and like people are like punching each other in the face and darting around tr- trying to chase these things. As everyone is like looking around this entire town for these ro- these like flying robots, Brenda Elizabeth, you are centering yourself, trying to think of the best way to look for them. 
your eyes are once again drawn to the horse paddock and you look up and this beautiful Palomino <laughs> horse is sitting there with one in its mouth. <laughs> you know what? I thought I was going to have to use other spells. Uh, I'm just going to walk over. I have a dream in my heart of uh, of buying my grandparents back that two bedroom, uh, that two room house. And so I'm going to go over to that Palomino horse and cast a spell that you would assume would be uh, coming from a place of selfishness, but I'm going to cast animal friendship on that <laughs> Palomino <laughs> horse. <laughs> Perfect. Wait, so what, does it make a save or anything? Or? Uh, let me just double check. Sorry, I can't have... It's just uh, a friend now. <laughs> he's just my friend now. <laughs> Come on, Zach. The spell lets you convince a beast that you mean it no harm. Choose a beast that you can see within range. It must see and hear you. If the beast's intelligence is four or higher, the spell fails. Otherwise, the beast must succeed on a wisdom. So it automatically fails if its intelligence is four. It's got an okay, intelligence cool. of two, so we're good. Um, <laughs> Dumbass horse. <laughs> Watch yourself. Freaking read a book, you stupid horse. Quit eating drones. <laughs> okay, okay, new friends. Okay. I walk over to the horse and I want to, first off, this is very exciting. I'm going to pet it. <laughs> okay, you walk over to the horse. The horse regards you, looks around as it's kind of gnawing on this little like helpless robot that's flailing, like kind of like slapping the, the horse in the face, but it's not doing anything. I kind of want to do like an, is there like an apple around or something? I kind of want to like Indiana Jones. Yeah, make a make a like luck check for an apple. A luck check, okay. <laughs> 19! <laughs> a lucky apple. <laughs> okay. To your left is a whole bag of apples that were going to be caramel <laughs> later. Uh, and no one's around. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of want to, I kind of want to like, without the horse noticing, uh, like distract it with some pets and then uh, swap out the apple for the little dude. You are seamlessly <laughs> able to swap this apple out for this little robot guy. <laughs> And the horse nuzzles up to you. Uh, it, it, it wants you to pet it. It's you know has you and I have a story that will be told another day. <laughs> Just like sorry. right now, I need to get first in line to get a job. <laughs> so you take the the quill. Give me a insight check. Nineteen. Okay. So with the nineteen, you'll know that like you have to be. You look over and you see. A, a dwarf <laughs> dropkick a gnome. Like people are yeah. going nuts. So I, I think I take the quill, um, and then maybe like if there's a piece of hay or something that from an aerial view would look like a quill. Oh shit! You know what I could do? Ah, uh, I can get another rainbow gel quill, right? Or is mine special? I think I think you have like a couple. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm gonna. I'm going to swap out this quill for my rainbow gel quill and then send the drone back into the sky and hide this quill. <laughs> oh, wow. Give me a deception <laughs> roll, I guess. Okay. It's going to be a minus one to whatever I roll. That's a five. <laughs> uh, you see this little gnome uh, run up and grab it and be like, what the fuck? This one's a liar. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're going to move down the initiative order to Turbine. Cool. Turbine, um, with your, uh, you had a 15, right? Uh, 13. 
13? Oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. Perception check oh, earlier. Oh, perception though, check. Uh, I don't remember, but <laughs> for sure, 15. That sounds right. I think it was yeah. a 15. You'll notice that like there's not any in the immediate area, okay. but with a 15, it's high enough to see that there were two that darted near where your house is. Okay. Cool. So, uh, so, so you can run that way. Yeah, if, I'll that, run if you want. towards wherever I I think that uh, that that this thing is. Yeah. So this is this is like this feels a bit like a, like your home court advantage a little bit just to be near where you know the neighborhood better. Yeah. So you run you run through the town to uh, to where your uh, house is, and as you're passing uh, the the peanuts lament, give me a perception check. <laughs> That is an 11. Okay. That's, I mean, I think that's enough. You'll notice that, uh, you know, every time you pass the the Peanuts Lament, people are like calling for you to come in. No one called for you to come in when you uh, walk by. Okay. Uh, Take a peek inside. You look inside and you see the absolutely filled to the gills bar with four people inside, (laughs) uh, just like tangled up arms and legs (laughs) fighting over a drone. (laughs) Uh, can I see the drone? Yeah, it's like wiggling around in the middle of them. The bartender uh, looks up and notices you. He kind of, these are the regulars. These are the people who are there every day. He, he's like, oh, hey, hey, uh, Turbine. Um, you got look. a drone? Yeah, we got You a got drone. a drone? Shut your <laughs> fucking mouth. Uh, Listen, do you, why don't, I, he, he thinks about it for a second. And uh, the, all the other uh, gnomes look at you and they're like, okay, well, uh, do whatever you want, but, um, you know, we'd love to hear a song. If I play a song, will you give me, uh, will you, will you give me the, the drone? Uh, yeah, make a persuasion check with advantage. <laughs> all right. Let's see. 19 plus five, <laughs> so 24. <laughs> uh, they look at each other. I'm a pretty good player. They have really wanted to hear a song all day. These these are pretty unmotivated regulars at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Let's hear a song. And uh, they point to the piano. Uh, I guess I sit down and I play a little tune on the piano. Okay, uh, make a performance check. I rolled a seven, but I have plus five, so 12. They... Um... <laughs> You have a feeling wow. that any music at all would have been great to these guys. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, the, the, the swarm of people breaks apart and the little drone starts to fly away. What do you, what do you do? Uh, is it close enough for me to reach? Can I like yeah. lunge at it? All right, yeah. I lunge at it and try to grab it. Okay. Make an, an attack roll. A non an unarmed attack roll or? Yeah. It depends on what you, you're thinking you'd do. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll just try to like. Uh, I have a rapier. I guess I'll try to like just like smack it down <laughs> down to the ground and see if I can like dive <laughs> on it like a grenade. So I'll make this little... smack it with yeah. a rapier. Cool. So you uh, give me a slide of hand check to do this definitely. Okay. <laughs> uh, so not an attack roll. Give me the attack roll and then give me a slide of hand okay. check. <laughs> uh, my attack roll. I roll. Uh, so, sorry, is that a d twenty? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah. And what do I add to that? Your rapier, I should say, like to plus to hit. Uh, so I rolled an eight plus five, so 13. Oh, it actually uh, skitters out of the way from that attack. Okay. 
It's, it's pretty small. Uh, so from, with that, we will cut over, unless you have a bonus action you want to do. Um, let me see if I have anything useful I can do. I do have like a sort of uh, last ditch plan, but I, I don't think I, I don't think okay. I'm desperate right now. So I'll just, I'll wait till next cool. turn. That's fine. Okay, cool. Then Astrid, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's now your turn. Uh, you got a lower perception check I than did. everyone. So you didn't necessarily see any, the higher perception check, the, like the, the more obscure mm-hmm. drone you would find. So what you see is like basically right outside the hotel are 10 people beating the shit out of each other, trying to grab <laughs> a That's drone. That's my drone. I go into a rage and I dive right <laughs> so you- into the scrum. Okay, great. So uh, make a uh, opposed strength check. Do you have advantage on? I do on when I'm when yeah. I'm raging. Cool. Um, just a flat strength check. Uh, you can do athletics if you want. Okay, great. Uh, athletics. It is twenty-two. Great. So this mass of adult men uh, are <laughs> fine, <laughs> and you're able to. You just like kind of step on a man's face <laughs> and just reach down into him and pull it out up top. I grind my heel into his face a little bit. Just ow, fuck. Uh, that uh, uh, roll damage on the man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nine damage on him. Okay. Um. So the man fully goes unconscious. Uh, <laughs> I kick him away. <laughs> He's what? He's try. He's like just like on the ground, like so hurt. <laughs> so we'll, we're gonna go back to the top of the order. To oh, actually, now it's the people's turn. <laughs> so, okay. uh, Siobhan, you're going to have to make nine opposed strength <laughs> checks. <laughs> well, these are all with advantage, though, right? Because I'm still raging. Yeah. All right. First one. And they're probably commoners. Too. It's a two. Yeah. Uh... Um, 15. Okay. 13. 12. Okay, one guy snatches it from you, but someone's going to try to snatch it from him, and uh, they don't. Another person's going to try to snatch it from him. And, and Smash they, a glass over his uh, head. They don't. <laughs> Another person's going to try to snatch it from him. <laughs> they don't. This one guy who snatched it from you is doing pretty good. Oh, and finally, a, a last guy grabs it from him. So it's changing hands all over the place. Okay. And uh, a, another commoner is going to make a um, uh, insight check or a perception check. Ooh. Brenda, Elizabeth, can you make a deception check? Yeah. Okay, I rolled another 19. It's a minus one, but it's an 18 <laughs> now. That's a tie. What do we do? Do we do a roll off? Uh, I think it, I think there's like, I in a tie, s- usually there's like a standard rule that's like either the the player or the NPC wins in a tie. Um, but this is just from based on my um actually research. I don't remember what like the standard <laughs> rule is, but there is like in case of tie. I think it defaults to player usually, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I, okay. In that case, uh, he, he looks at you and he's like, um, he's pretty wary of you. <laughs> and then, is and then this he's about like, the grandparents? <laughs> You're, that's who you are. That's yeah, who you are. that's who I am. Okay. And then he runs off. Uh, <laughs> Turbine, you hear the footsteps of people running down this uh, river path. They're coming closer, Mm. so they might be in your way soon. But that is now we're going back up to Brenda Elizabeth. It's your turn. Okay. You see the dais in front of you that has the sign-in sheet. This is my dream is that I 
turn to this animal that I've cast animal friendship on, and I mount them, and we gallop <laughs> towards the dais. So fucking Essentially sick. taking the route that has the most things for us to leap over. <laughs> and I, Bare back, I you're take just clinging my... onto its mane. <laughs> My skinny, skinny, long butt length hair whipping in the wind. Your hair makes just sort of, it almost looks like this horse's two tails leaping <laughs> in unison back and forth. I want to look like a nightmare of like a romance novel cover. <laughs> it, it, it's you against the chest of a horse. <laughs> And while I do that, just in case, because it's so fun to use new abilities, because presumably I'll be able to use the animal's action to get to the dais. Oh, yeah. If that's the case, then, yeah, I'll say that, like, for our purposes, you can get there in one turn if you do that. Okay. So I use this great Palomino pony. I whisper to it, what is your name, magic beast? (laughs) Can it talk? No. (laughs) Just- Actually, wait, I can communicate telepathically. I just realized that. <laughs> because oh I'm a my god. <laughs> I get into the mind of this pony and I say, What is your name? so that I may call you what you wish. Oh. <laughs> the Palomino looks confused for a second as it feels the tendrils of your psychic powers. <laughs> reaching into its brain. Can we say the tendrils of my psychic powers look like my skinny, thin hair? (laughs) Yes, Avatar. (laughs) (laughs) You bond your tails together? (laughs) It's like, well, hopefully it's not exactly like Avatar. Uh, (laughs) What may I call you so that when the bards sing of this, they know what to call you? Uh, Garfas. (laughs) (laughs) Garfas. Take me to the dais so that I may get a job interview. I shall make haste. And it, and it sprints. It is like leaps beautifully over the fence. It's something to behold. But it, yeah, it gets all the way there. Mm-hmm. And as much as I'd love to spend my action beholding it, I'm going to use uh, my starry form dragon. Holy shit. <laughs> so I get like a dragon, it, it, which basically it gives me, it, it just gives me a boost thing. But it takes an to action speed, to activate. Or? Oh, okay. Um, no, it's when you make an intelligence or a wisdom check or a con saving throw to maintain concentration on a spell, you can treat a roll of nine or lower on the D20 S10. I just don't know if there's going to be any intelligence or wisdom checks coming up. And I figure gotcha. why not use this action oh, yeah. to do that? <laughs> well, you as you are riding this horse, you transform. What does this look like exactly? <laughs> the starry dragon. I think form. that it looks like a kid who's um, dressed as a dragon for Halloween. <laughs> So still humanoid. Just (laughs) the starry dragon costume appears around you. It has a hole cut out of the neck for your head. (laughs) The head is like bouncing around like a. I have like Lisa Frank sparkles and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, like you have like a glittering rainbow chasing behind you. Like it's there's magic in this town for sure, but not that much. And so like you see like a farmer see like oh fuck and like just like dive out of the way. Like he has no idea what he's seeing. As Galfast leaps over them. Yeah. Out of my way, puny farmer. Just <laughs> So yeah, you make it all the way to the dais. I deposit my um feather on the dais. Yeah, well it's a, it's like a quill. Oh. So, oh. As an object interaction, can I write my name? For sure. So you so you write your name. I write about Brenda Elizabeth in parentheses, Brenda Elizabeth for short. So Brenda Elizabeth 
in parentheses, Brenda Elizabeth appears in just this like beautifully glittering writing that shines with wow. silver and then gold and then different colors. As it imprints on the, the sheet, the uh, quill evaporates in your hand. <gasps> I could have used that in my trapper keeper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to cut over to Turbine. Uh, you are in the doorway of the Peanuts Lament. Cool. The drone is like kind of darting around in the air and it's start, it starting to go outside. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I actually skipped the drone's turn. The, the drone does uh, walk, kind of uh, like float outside and just kind of sits there. You don't know exactly what it did, uh, but it's just kind of sitting in the same spot okay. outside the Can doorway. Can I try to just dive on top of it? For sure. I think you will also have to make a similar check as you did last okay. time. So just an attack roll, I think. Can I specify the horse's name was Galfast? <laughs> yeah, G A L F A S. Great, that's what I just wrote down. Okay, that's the name of the Hobbit in Bloodkeep. <laughs> oh, really? Or, or Galfast? It was Galfast Hamhead? Was one of the? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh well, uh, this is Galfast without a okay. T. So <laughs> it's different. Um, all right, I'm rolling it. Can you tell I didn't have a name for the horse? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that is 14 plus five, so 19. You tackle the shit out of this drone. It falls to the <laughs> ground. It just skids across the ground. It's like you're. It's pretty small, but you know you're not the biggest guy in the world. So it's like I don't know tackling like. Uh, like one of those life-size Barbie <laughs> things. How, how heavy like, is this thing? Like how big? Like, it's really okay. light. All right. So uh, do I have, like, can I like rip the quill out of it? I'll just say, you, like, since you tackled it, you can rip it from its okay, hands. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's like these little twig <laughs> sure. arms. So you rip it from its hands and it's like kind of like slapping at you, but nothing's really happening. Okay. Uh, and you see the commoners coming in behind you. Uh, they they see that you have a quill. I mean, you still have movement left if you want to just yeah. Like, can I just start booking it towards the towards the table? Absolutely. So you take off towards the table. The people are chasing after you. Uh, Astrid, you are in this scrum still. Mm -hmm. There, people are just beating the shit out of each other trying to snatch <laughs> this <laughs> this thing. You see the guy next to you who has it, didn't have it moments ago. Mm -hmm. And the guy before that is the one who took it from you. It's just it's just chaos here. Uh, are they are they all smaller races? They're all like dwarves and... Yeah, dwarves. Uh, it's a combination of dwarves, gnomes, and halflings, yeah. Cool. I mean, I'm just going to try and grab it again. Okay, cool. <sighs> God, I'm not rolling very well today. Um, 14. Roll to 13. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you snatch it from this dude's hand. You have a feeling they're all going to try to snatch it yeah, from you. Yeah, and if can, you I, stay. can I just intimidate them? Uh, yeah, make a, an intimidation check. Great. Oh, God, a nine. They rolled a seven. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so, you, I mean, you're raging and you have, you are path of the, what kind of uh, barbarian are you? Is it ancestral guardian? Yes, ancestral guardian. So, you have these, like, terrifying ethereal spirits around you that are like not humanoid in a way that you can necessarily fully recognize but they're just like a bunch of fucking ghosts flying <laughs> around you uh Whoa. what do you say as you intimidate them i say this is mine don't you know who i am i deserve this and you don't uh they all look up and they like your hair like billows with like fucking like dragon ball z energy as you say this and uh they're they're, they're all fully intimidated 
And they like scurry off to try to find another one. Get out of here. Yeah, so you can you can take off for the dais. I take off. I I I pocket it. I put it. I don't want to draw that much. I'm not that arrogant that I want to draw that much attention to myself. <laughs> cool. Uh, we're back around to uh, Brenda Elizabeth. You're already on the system. Uh, you can do something else if you want. Um, I mean, oh well. First off, I should tell you, I looked at my uh, Ghostwise Halfling silent speech. Um, you can only speak telepathically to a creature that you share a language with. So, um, I'm just letting you know that right now. I won't try that again in the future, but I won't let you undo the fact that I did speak. To them. <laughs> I will say that, like with the combination of animal friendship, it bypassed that in some way. Thank you. <laughs> um. Let me see. Is there anything else I want to do? Make a like um, a perception you, check if you want. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you want me to make a perception check as yeah. I um as I dress as a dragon holding a <laughs> stuffed horse, uh, <laughs> sort of survey confidently on my palomino. Okay, that was a four, but then it becomes a ten. Uh. So sixteen. Okay. With a sixteen, you look in the distance. You see uh, a little gnome <laughs> screeching as he's running. <laughs> Ooh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to um, get off Galfast, uh, point at Turbine, and send Galfast to <laughs> Turbine. So you, uh, uh, Galfast looks at you and uh, nods like, uh, he, he continue, you guys can continue talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Brave beast. Uh, my new friend who loves my cabbage soup requires you. <laughs> Say no more. And he uh, <laughs> just kind of like shakes his mane and sprints off down the hill. <laughs> just decks a dwarf out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if there's a stupid spell I want to do. You know what? I'm going to also create bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> just just to like year, really or? show off that I already am done. <laughs> people, yeah, you create a bonfire and, and the people in town are like, Someone's already found one. Like that <laughs> grandparent girl, really? Yeah. Uh, what is she wearing? Where did she get that? Uh, the spirit of the dragon beats in my <laughs> beats in my heart. <laughs> okay, uh, they all just keep running around. <laughs> Turbine, uh, you see this horse galloping towards you as this angry mob starts chasing you. Yeah. Uh, what do can you I do? reach, like, if the horse and I are running at each other, can I yeah. reach the horse? Cool. Yeah. So I'm going to, what I'm going to do, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be really stupid here. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be like, run towards the horse and try to, try to mount it and like, ride the horse the rest of the way to the table. But like, as I'm running towards the horse, I want to uh, take out that banana I picked up earlier and throw the peel behind <laughs> me. <laughs> Mario Kart. Oh my God! Stop. <laughs> trying, to, trying to stop like, someone in the crowd. Yeah, there's like eight people chasing. I'm like, you. I guess the um, one down. You know, it'll take. You ever see right. the bike wipeout yeah, like, the Tour it. de France? Like one falls and everyone's just like, yeah, they just. Uh, so you throw a banana peel yet? They haven't got to you yet, so that's just in the track in front Great. of them. And then I'm booking it towards the horse to try to. Okay, so you can get to the horse's turn. Cool. I'll say, um, uh, make a athletics or acrobatics check to hop on the horse. Let's do acrobatics. That's a little better for me. 12. Okay, cool. Um, you're so small. Uh, you jump up and <laughs> you jump up and the horse just bites you in the head and just puts you in his mouth. <laughs> just so turns around and starts galloping back towards the uh, the dais. Perfect. 
Steady, oh, Galfast, steady. So after your turn is Astrid. Astrid, you uh, are are running from this crowd that that was intimidated by you. Uh-huh. You see this beautiful horse that y'all were looking at earlier, galloping towards <laughs> <laughs> towards the dais with a little gnome in its mouth, just kind of biting his <laughs> oh, head. My limited edition Hi. hat. <laughs> Astrid, it's your turn. Mm-hmm. You uh, you've successfully uh, intimidated this crowd they've uh, it seems like they've run off to join the crowd chasing after <laughs> <laughs> after the <laughs> uh, turbine uh, you're in the clear uh, go if, with if god galfas <laughs> yeah yeah i mean he's like ahead of you in, anyway so um yeah um, you can make a stealth check if you want to like uh hide hide the quill and keep going sure Reach. i'll do a stealth check <laughs> it's a 9 <laughs> I, I, with a nine, like you're trying to be quiet as you can, but there are swirling spirits around you. <laughs> uh, people notice you, but um, they're they're gonna start uh, taking off after you on their turn. Okay. Um, also funny to have the richest girl in town who always says, "Don't you know who I am?" Try to be stealthy. Yes. <laughs> Everybody, stop remembering who I am. Wait, I, I know who don't she is. know who I am. You don't know who I am. I know who you are. You don't. You don't know anything, <laughs> idiot, <laughs> imbecile. <laughs> At this point, Galfast will just go on Brenda's turn. <laughs> uh, unless I'm, he would do something else, Emily. I think he's just going to take off towards the dais. Actually, Brenda Elizabeth is incredibly spiteful. <laughs> Galfast, deposit him in the river. I will be the only. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> wow. Yes. It's a doggy dog world out there. She gets a little bit of power and she just goes mad with it. <laughs> I think, yeah, Galfaz goes on my turn and uh, brings uh, Turbine as far as they can. Cool. So uh, Galfaz does that. Um, Turbine, um, it's now your turn and you're at the cool. dais. Cool. I sign my name. Cool. Your ne- your name glitters, Turbine, Spizzle Sink. With these uh, beautiful swirling colors and lights. Just be really careful, Turbine, because the quill disappears, but I think it might be a really valuable quill. <laughs> no, it's a collector's item. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, fuck, yours disappeared too. <laughs> Disappears in the wind. I immediately start looking for another quill. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple more drones. I chase flying. after another drone. <laughs> Not. <laughs> They're nowhere. You're like running like five minutes away. <laughs> uh, after that is Astrid's turn. It's back around Great, to you. Great, I, I go for um, the dais. Cool. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to roll for the commoners. The commoners are going to just, let's see if uh, any of them, they're, they're chasing after uh, a turbine. Uh, let's see. What should I roll for, uh, for uh, the banana peel? <laughs> I, I think they should roll a dex. Yeah, check. Right? Dex check. A dex yeah. saving throw? Yeah. I think a that everyone who doesn't, <laughs> yeah. Or the okay, entire sure. group full of slips on it. All right. Let's say the, the check was for, uh, it was a DC 10. Okay, fuck, everyone's gotten over a 10, except for, <laughs> okay, because it's funny, I'll say that <laughs> the first five people are like, oh, banana peel, and like le- leap over it, and then s- number six through eight are like, what are you doing, and then the first guy slips and his head, the back of his head nails the dude's head behind him, and then <laughs> he fucking trips and, and the other guy flies over them and breaks his teeth on the ground. <laughs> Turbine, you are an inspiring warrior. <laughs> Thank you very much. So so three of those guys are out of commission. Five dudes are, uh, well, I think the guys who are intimidated by you uh, won't uh, come out after you, Astrid. But um, I think the other dude who noticed you when you were trying to make a stealth check is uh-huh. coming after you. So just make a opposed strength Great. check. 
because uh, he's going to try to grab it from you. Uh, 25. <laughs> okay. So this little man comes up to you and tries to grab uh, your drone, and you just uh, stiff arm him in the face, and he just- Right in the neck. Bends back. Uh, like, elbow to the neck. <laughs> like, oh! And just hits the ground <laughs> super hard. <laughs> And you uh, you can make it up to the day assistant. Yes, thank you. I can't believe you signed it before me and I signed the thing. <laughs> Squeeze it in at the top of the page. <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> I left a spot for yeah. you, Astrid. Thank you. <laughs> and the like part that says like the date at the top, like the little like header section. Astrid Starborn appears put, um, in glittered writing. The- a little star above the eye in Astrid. <gasps> that appears that you get it just in time before the quill disappears. I'd love to, I'd, Astrid, I'd love to have a doodle date if you're into doodling. <laughs> I don't. I can I, show you all I, the stars I, and hearts and S's I draw. Don't know what a doodle date you is. You don't know what a doodle date is? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. I take out my concertina. <laughs> As you explain the doodle date, the rest of the town finishes up the hunt for the drones. <laughs> You look at, uh, after you, um, some familiar faces sign their name. The uh, the man who was working the uh, the axe-throwing bo- booth writes his name down. That's good, because your Astrid put you out of a job. <laughs> yeah, she really, like, she, I, I don't understand. I've never seen a child throw an axe that hard. Uh, Raider, Bink, and Bonk uh, come up with uh, different quills. What? A human tourist <laughs> comes up who is, like, so just tall? kind of just, like, yeah, this like gangly man comes up, uh, writes his name, and uh, uh, yeah, and just other townsfolk write write their names, and all t- twelve spots are filled. Okay, okay looks, looks like, like we, we have, have our twelve interviewees. Well, um, thank, thank you to everyone who participated. It's very uh, obviously uh, competitive to get a spot here. You're all winners in my book. Um, uh, but these 12, uh, please, uh, why don't you come aboard? And you see the the gate appear in the side of the obelisk. What was once a flush wall has a beam of light kind of uh, reveal its doorway as it lowers down. And there you see him, Barnabas Glenfin. Once again, I squeal so loud. There's just the birds <laughs> run away. The sheepdog is just running in circles. <laughs> Turbine, you look up and you see this elf with a top hat that doesn't look dissimilar from your obelisk <laughs> hat. Uh, he's got sort of a mismatched suit on. Uh, he looks almost a little like uh, Inspector Gadgety. Like there's like his hands look a little metallic in nature. Uh, he's got like dark black hair uh, and a little uh, little spectacles on the bridge of his nose. He stands there and he uh, uh, looks at you 12 and he says, um, okay, uh, now, everyone, uh, time to come aboard. Um, it uh, shouldn't take super long. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you for being considerate of our time. Yeah, I mean, it's just a little, I guess I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to, actually, I don't know. I'm realizing that I I've spent been, 50 like, years I, working. And, as, yeah, uh, as we're all I was lined, wondering. Lined up, I, like, I just keep taking like one step forward to be just like a step in front of like the rest of the line. I step in front of him okay. every single time. And I, that I, he I just does keep this. stepping in front. So we're just like creeping. all twelve of you start stepping in front of. I each get other. on Galfast. <laughs> it's like uh, your okay. Just so well, dancing up. As everyone starts walking in into the obelisk, Brenda Elizabeth on Galfast. Uh, that's where the episode will end. Oh wow! So Thanks for listening to the pod. Um, 
uh, next week's episode will just be sort of a talk back. Um, thank you to uh, Emily, uh, to Siobhan, to Trap for coming on this episode and starting the arc strong. Love your characters. This was so fun. And um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Hi, it's Zach again. I uh, just wanted to give a quick thanks to NADPOD for hosting a free preview of the Rotating Heroes podcast right here on their feed. And thanks to you, NADPOD listeners, for checking out the podcast. If you enjoyed it and want to hear more, the talk back for the first episode, or as we call it, the Arc Bark, is already live on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash rotatingheroespod. Make sure to subscribe there if you want to hear more. Thanks.